This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about those waivers that you sign when you go skiing or you go ziplining or you go skydiving. You do any kind of high-risk activity or extreme sport like that. You know they're going to ask you to sign one of these waivers that if you're injured or worse... It's not the uh, company's fault or the the ski hill's fault. I'll tell you. Uh, recently, did a little vacation with my family. Went down to Mexico. We had we had a lot of fun down there on uh, spring break. And one of the things we did one day is went on one of these uh, zip line tours. It was my idea. Uh, we had a good time. We enjoyed it. Everything was fine. And later, though, my wife showed me an article that appeared in, I believe it was Nature magazine about some of the catastrophic and terrible injuries and deaths that have occurred on zip lines uh, throughout the world and the poor regulation that happens uh, sometimes in a, in a sport like that. And I'm kind of glad I didn't read that article before we did it because I probably would have chickened out. Uh, I started wondering if it was a bright idea to, to do this or not. Of course, you got to sign one of those waivers. You got to pretty much sign your life away, really. That if you're injured or worse on their, on something like this, it's it's not their fault. Is this fair? Should these waivers uh, be allowed? Let's check in with Kyla Lee now. She's a criminal defense lawyer with Acumen Law. I'm very pleased to welcome her back. Hi, Kyla. Hi. Thank you for having me. All right, thanks for coming on. Do you go do any of these extreme sports yourself, like skiing or anything like that? No. <laughs> you don't. Okay. If you did, would you sign one of these waivers? I mean, isn't that just part of doing one of these sports? You sign these waivers. Well, essentially it is because you have no choice but to sign the waiver if you want to participate in the sport. You're not going to be allowed, you know, down the ski hill. You're not going to be allowed to go on the zip line or or do any of the extreme sporting activities unless you sign the waiver. So they've got you um, by essentially forcing you if you want to engage in the activity. Okay, there's been some interesting cases in the news on this uh, topic, including uh, this week with with, um, there was an Australian man who had sued Grouse Mountain after he was involved in a crash there that left him. Uh, tragically paralyzed, and he had argued in court that uh, these this liability waiver wasn't sufficient, that he wasn't sufficiently warned about the risk, but he lost in court. Did that surprise you? It did surprise me. Um, these waivers are incredibly unfair to the people who are signing them. They essentially exempt any company that's running one of these extreme sports businesses from any liability whatsoever, even if their employees are completely negligent. If you have, you know, a ski hill employee who directs you down the triple black diamond run when you're your first day skiing in your life and they go, oh, yeah, you'll be fine. They still are not liable for their negligence in that regard. As long sure, as something like that wouldn't something like that is kind of probably not going to happen, though. But it does happen. There was also a case not that long ago in BC Supreme Court where somebody was injured. I believe it was in a zip lining accident. Um, And the court accepted that there was significant amount of negligence on the part of the employees who let people zip line while other people were already on the line and they crashed into each other. And despite the fact that there was that negligence, nobody was able to recover any money for their damages because they had signed a waiver. Okay. But when you do one of these extreme sports... If you're going to go barreling down a mountain on a, a skis or a snowboard, or you're going to do a zipline tour, or you're going to jump out of an airplane and for or a skydiving adventure, are you not implicitly and obviously accepting the risk of doing that? It's a dangerous activity, and you know up front that it's dangerous, and 
Doesn't that make the waiver fair? Anytime you're engaging in a dangerous activity, the courts do recognize that you accept that there's some level of risk associated with that. That's just common sense. But that really goes to how much money you're entitled to recover if you're if you're injured. And remember that people are putting their trust in these companies to keep them safe. If you're trying something for the first time, you're trusting the people who are running the business to do what's necessary to make that activity safe for you. So what's a better way to do this? I mean, if you don't like the idea of the waivers, what could be a better, more fair way to have these sports allowed to operate? Well, other provinces in Canada have like legislation in place that allow these these companies to operate and allow these sports to operate, but don't allow the companies to contract out of their own negligence. Um, and I think mm. we need legislation like that in British Columbia, where you know if you get injured because you did something stupid and it's your own fault, then fine, you you know you're on the hook for your own damages. But if the company does something that's negligent that injures you, the waiver shouldn't apply. Right. So, if like in, in the the example you cite, if if an employee of a ski hill says, yeah, "Go ahead and and try this dangerous run," or an employee of a zip line says, "Go ahead, the way's the way's clear. You can go you can go barreling down this zip line, even though there's somebody stuck in the middle of the zip line and you get a catastrophic crash." That's obviously not the the person's fault that gets injured. Exactly. But if yeah. you, you know, you decide your first time out that you're skiing, that you're going to try the, the, you know, black diamond run anyway, because you're feeling extra confident that day, maybe you've had too much to drink, I don't know. Um, you know, that should be on you. You made your own decision. And I, I think that's a fair way of doing it because it protects the companies against the foolishness of people who want to engage in dangerous activities. But it also protects people against the potential for harm that comes from the companies not being run or operated correctly or safely. But, but is isn't there also the risk, though, that you might have someone who decides to do something stupid on their own? Maybe they overestimate their own abilities to say, let's do, let's say, do an extreme jump at a at an extreme uh, terrain park at a ski hill, and they think, well, I think I can do it, but maybe I can't. Is that that person's fault, or is that? You know, you could potentially argue, well, they put this they put this jump on the hill and I should reasonably be expected I can jump over this, but I can't. It depends. And that's, yeah. those are the types of cases where the courts are going to have to sort it out. It's not going to be a perfect system, but what we have right now is obviously imperfect. It's completely unfair and it's unjust. To allow companies to be to be negligent, to let people get hurt, and then to say, well, you signed a document, so you can't sue us, too bad for you, it gives the companies way too much power in this interaction. And, and splitting it to make it fair is the right thing to do. Okay. So in other provinces, you were saying that in other jurisdictions, you, you would even if you sign a waiver, if there's negligence involved on the other party, you could still sue for damages. Yes, you can't contract out of the company's negligence. Um, There's statutes in place in other provinces that would would prohibit that, and we need to enact similar legislation in B.C. Okay, there doesn't doesn't seem to be much of a public uproar over something like this. I mean, this is one of the things I found interesting this week about the the discussion on this topic is that I I think it's the first time I've heard any kind of public public questioning of of whether the laws in British Columbia are, are fair or adequate. Why hasn't there been more of a backlash on this? I mean, isn't that maybe an indication that that the general public realizes themselves? that these are, da- these are dangerous sports, and if they're going to participate in them, they participate at their own risk. 
I think there's two reasons for it. The first reason is, yes, a lot of people recognize, you know, you're assuming a high level of risk when you're engaging in anything dangerous and you have to calculate that into into the decision making if you're going to, you know, make a ski jump or jump out of an airplane or, or zip line. But I also think the other reason for it is in lots of these cases where there are lawsuits in relation to these um, uh, to these waivers, companies will settle. Uh, people will file a lawsuit. The company will settle for a portion of, of what's being claimed and the case will never make it to court. So the public doesn't hear about it. Um, and it's good that it's getting attention because it's going to hopefully spur some change to try and make the system more fair. Kyla, thanks for coming on with your perspective on it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Kyla Lee, she's a criminal defense lawyer with Acumen Law.